you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Savin. Welcome. I am Barbara Savin, your spiritual warrior coach, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, energy, and your authentic self. And for those of you that may not know me, I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and the older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use it for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires. Because one day, the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And before I get to my shining and loving guest, Jessica Hendricks, I always like to begin my podcast with an inspirational story. And this one is called What Love is All About. So it was a busy morning, approximately 8.30 a.m., when an elderly gentleman in his 80s arrived to have his stitches removed from his thumb. He stated that he was in a hurry and that he had an appointment at 9 a.m. And the nurse took his vital signs and had him take a seat, knowing that it would probably be over an hour before anyone would actually be able to see him. And the nurse saw that he kept looking at his watch and decided since she was not busy with another patient that she would evaluate his wound. And on an examination, it was all healed. So she talked to one of the doctors, got the needed supplies to remove his stitches and then redressed his wound. And while taking care of him, they began to engage in conversation. And she asked him if he had a doctor's appointment this morning as he was in such a hurry. And the gentleman told her, no, that he needed to go to the nursing home to eat breakfast with his wife. And the nurse then inquired as to her health. And he told her that she had been there for a while and she was a victim of Alzheimer's disease. And as they spoke and she finished dressing his wound, she asked if his wife would be worried if he was a bit late. So he replied that she no longer knows who he was and had re she hadn't recognized him for over five years. And then the nurse was surprised and asked him, and you're still going every morning through, even though she doesn't know who you are? And he smiled and said, she doesn't know me, but I still know who she is. So I hope that you enjoyed this story because, you know, it really touched my heart because my both parents had Alzheimer's disease and it's a challenging illness because when you're with them, they do not remember who you are and it's so hurtful. But however, we always need to understand that it's not them that don't recognize us, it's the illness. So now getting on to that love story, <laughs> my special guest, Jessica Hendrick, she truly shines. Jessica is professionally trained as a conscious relationship coach and occupational therapist where they focus on mental health. And her specialty is guiding her clients to release unhealthy patterns, triggers and reactions and attraction to unavailable people. And Jessica works with anyone who is struggling in all types of relationships, including the relationship with yourself. 
relationship with friends, family, coworkers, bosses, etc. And her life has been her own case study. And she has really been through it all when it comes to relationships. And by working on herself, she was able to change the course of her life and intuitively guides her clients to uncover beliefs in the subconscious mind that are creating discord in their relationships. And working with Jess will give you the gift of awareness of your patterns so that you can reclaim your power and finally shift your relationship dynamics by going within and shifting the way that you show up. And this is how we truly heal our relationships from the inside out. So I'd love to welcome, welcome, welcome my special guest, <laughs> Jess, how are you? <laughs> so good, Barbara. Thank you so much for having me. I always love being on with you. Oh, thank you, God. We know each other for, oh, a long time, probably wow. more than 15 years, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. We worked together at the Four Seasons. Mm -hmm. Boy, those were the days, weren't they? <laughs> we had so much fun. <laughs> we did. We did have a lot of fun. Yeah, that we did, you know. So now, so you went into a completely different uh, direction. You know, how long have you been, uh, you know, a coach? I've been, a, I've been coaching for about four years, uh, officially, but mm -hmm. for my entire life, I've always been kind of the person that, that people tell everything to and, and bring their problems to. So I feel like it was kind of written in the stars. Well, yeah, I know that feeling, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you might. Yeah, I do a little bit, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, that's nice because then people really trust us mm -hmm. and, and, and they know that we're going to be authentic with them and they know that we're going to really tell them, tell them the truth. And sometimes they don't like to hear the truth, but um, uh, it's important that we do say what, what we really feel that they need to hear, even though they don't want to hear it. <laughs> But, you know, I, I know that um, you mentioned that your life has been a case study and that you've been through so many different types of relationships. Can you share something like how you uh, arrived at, you know, how you actually healed yourself, I want to say? Oh, yeah, it's, it's such a there's so many examples of stories and things that I could tell. But, you know, in a nutshell, I have always been very, very sensitive. And, and growing up in my family, I was really sensitive and really emotional. And my parents didn't quite know what to do with me. <laughs> they kind of were like, what do we do with this child? And so, you know, they did the, the best they could, but I didn't get really what I was needing in terms of like tuning in and, and learning to regulate and things like that. So as I grew older, the dynamic that I kind of played out with my family entered into my romantic relationships. And so I, in a certain sense, my parents were, were pretty unavailable emotionally. So I would be drawn to men who were also unavailable emotionally because it felt like home to me. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of what we do if we're not aware, if we're just kind of unconsciously operating, we go toward what feels like home. And so I just have so many stories of like, struggles of, of dating especially in Los Angeles and just people that <laughs> weren't kind of meeting me where I was at but what I realized is it all starts within me so for the longest time I was in victim mode of like I just can't meet anybody here and and you know guys in, in LA are jerks and blah 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 for like a while I had that mentality and then I hired this coach to work with me around the subconscious mind and uncovering beliefs and things like that. And I realized, oh my gosh, I'm the common denominator in all of my relationships. Mm -hmm. So if I can shift my outlook and the way that I perceive things, I can shift everything. I can shift my outer world, starting with shifting and healing my beliefs and my inner world. So that was what gave me freedom. And I finally started to have much healthier relationships as a result, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone, you know, a lot of my clients tell me it's tough out there. Oh, it's definitely challenging. It's, I mean, relationships are a mirror to whatever's going on in our consciousness. So it can be kind of a stark mirror, like one of those 
up close mirrors that we don't really want to look in sometimes. Mm -hmm. We'd rather just not look in that mirror because it's a little too confronting. So that's what relationships are like in our lives. <laughs> I know it, it's like anything, you know, uh, even with my kids, both my kids, um, I don't know how happy they'll be that I'm saying this, but <laughs> they both marry narcissistic uh, people. And for the life of me, I don't understand where that pattern happened because right. my husband and I are not like that. You know, we've been married now 52 years. And, and I said to myself, wow, maybe it was like a past life with both of them that they needed to see or understand. And I figured, you know, to myself, all right, they had a very good relationship. You know, we had a very good relationship with them growing up and, and it was very loving. And my parents were very loving to them. Uh, and then I says, all right, it's probably just their journey. Yeah. 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 And I tried to help them to the best I can. And, um, you know, after I think 10 or 12 years, they both walked away, uh, from the relationship. My son didn't have children, but my daughter had two children. Mm -hmm. Um, and she said to me, it's the best thing that she could have done because she finally got that courage oh, to say, I'm, I'm done. Good for and, her. That's a warrior's journey that I've yes. dated a few narcissists and it is not fun. <laughs> no, because it's always blame, blame, blame. And we think we're not good and what's wrong with us, but it's not us. You know, it, it's, it's them in actuality. <clears throat> yeah. And, and what I learned from my journey dating narcissists is that the more that the, I wasn't in a good place. Like I was really depressed and my self-esteem was really low. And so I was really more susceptible to that kind of a dynamic where somebody was kind of cutting me down and manipulating. And, and that, so the more I did my work within myself, the more I wouldn't even look twice at that now, but okay. yeah, right. Right. But back in the day, no, not so much. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> Yeah, it's a tough one. So yeah, I, I know you're, you're a conscious relationship coach. I hope I said that right. What, what, what does actually does it mean to be a conscious relationship coach? Yeah, that's such a good question. A lot of people ask me that. And the way that I describe it is kind of shifting your mentality around what relationships are for, right? So a lot of us think, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to find the relationship that's going to make us happy in quotes, right? And what I've found has served me best in my life is to use relationships as our teacher. So every relationship in our lives is a teacher. It's mirroring back something within ourselves. And how can we use them as a way to grow and expand and evolve within ourselves? And whenever we're, we're focusing on that, everything in our life will work anyway, because either, you know, if we're talking about romantic relationships and you're, you're using what's showing up as a way to grow, either the current relationship will end up working out and growing with you, or you'll be led to one that, that does. Mm -hmm. So you can't go wrong in doing the work on yourself. So really just using relationships as a way to grow and expand rather than looking out in the world for something to fulfill us. With that, I always say that we need to find the happiness within mm. so that we can find the, the happiness that's out there. Yes. Amen, right? Barbara. That's so true. Because if we're not happy with ourselves and we don't find that joy and we don't love ourselves for who we are, how can we possibly find joy, loving and happiness in somebody else? We can't. And it's this bill of goods that were sold right from the time we're really little watching all these Disney movies with like the prince coming in on the white on the white knight coming in and it's uh -huh. like well that's not exactly what happens we kind of need to do our own we need to save ourselves do our own work and then things shift in our outer world as a result but yeah we're never going to find happiness outside of ourselves no it's a shame that they don't teach us that in school it really is. I hope at some point they do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know because, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course, we need math and social studies and everything else. But it would have been nice to talk about, you know, how to love yourself for who you are and be your authentic self and come from truth and courage and understanding. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. And just learning to tune in with yourself and listen to your intuition, I feel like would be so valuable because mm -hmm. our society is really interesting. It's like there's one mold for every single person and we're just supposed to fit into that specific mold. And if we don't, then something's wrong. And it's like, 
where did this even come from? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. We, have no, we have no idea half the time. Yeah, totally. Like, okay. um, I know it's it's funny that it's funny, but it's not funny actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. to laugh. It's but... sad. Yeah, you have to laugh at it. But uh, I know we're all drawn into relationships with each other. And actually, why do you think that happens? Well, yeah, based on like narcissism or somebody. Well, you tell me instead of me talking. Uh -huh. Well, I'd love to hear your, what you think too. But what, what I really believe is that, well, there's, there's a few different things. Like, I think we actually have soul contracts with people and like certain people are, are meant to come into our lives for specific lessons that we're meant to learn. And so I really, truly believe that. But I also believe that there are different timelines of reality. And I hope this isn't too out there for this. <laughs> like, you know, uh -huh. depending on how we're operating within our own consciousness and on our own journey, we can sort of stay doing what we're doing and get what we've always gotten in terms of relationships and repeating patterns and things like that. Or we can actually decide, like, what do I want to create? What am I committed to creating in my life and my relationships? And we can show up embodying that energy. And from there, we will attract people who are aligned with that energy. So I hope that answers your question, but those are kind of my two main philosophies on that. Yeah, I, I think we do come into this world um, having people hurt us and having people love us. And it's the ones that hurt us and love us that we actually learn from. Oh, you know, yeah. because, right. You can love somebody and they can still walk away. Ah, uh, yes. And that's like, <laughs> that's my, as I just learned recently, um, cause oh. I just went through, I went through a breakup in December and I, you know, I've gone through a lot of breakups and heartache in my life, but this one I felt, I thought was going to be kind of the lasting one and it, and it wasn't. And what I learned is you know, you can't guarantee anything in life. Like you can't guarantee how long someone's going to be with you, how long they're going to love you, how long you're going to love them. It's really just about like what's in front of us in this moment. And so that's been a really big lesson for me. It's just accepting oh. that that part of life and just kind of surrendering. Wow. So he's no longer in your life now. No, he's not in my life, but I'm actually in a new relationship. And this is kind of ties into what I was saying earlier, because it's pretty miraculous how this all happened. But the person that I'm dating now, he was working with his ex-girlfriend with the same coaches that I was working with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and so both of our partners said, we're done, basically, they, they didn't continue. And so we connected because we have this community, this family, and we're both really, really committed to this work. So it, it's like what I was saying, you know, if you're committed to doing your inner work and growing, expanding, either it's going to work with the person you're with because they grow and expand with you, or you're going to be led to something more aligned, whatever that is, another person or something else, you know? Wow. So you met him through your coach. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is wild. It's really wild. <laughs> you yeah. can't, I mean, so how did like how did that happen? I mean, were you walking out of the office and then he was walking in? Or... <laughs> no, it's so funny. I, I actually just wrote a blog about or did I no, I wrote a post on my Instagram about it. But in a nutshell, I was really not okay during this breakup. I was like, okay, God, if this is what's happening, if this person's being removed from my life, just show me, show mm -hmm. me the way. So our, our mutual friend, who's also a coach, invited us over for a Super Bowl party or invited me over and he was there. And oh, okay. But we didn't say two words to each other, Barbara. We like there, there was nothing. It was just like, hey, okay, whatever. We said like one or two words. And later on, a few weeks later, he messaged me on Facebook and then we started talking about our journeys. Cause I said, oh, I wasn't in a great headspace that day of the party. And he said, why not? And so I told him, he said, oh, I was working with, with my ex-girlfriend with the same coaches. And so we had a really similar experience and we really understood kind of what we wanted to create in a partnership and, and the people we were with weren't on board for that. So mm -hmm. wow, it was, it's really interesting. It is. How's it going? It's, <laughs> 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 You know, it's like anything, right? So uh -huh. my friend 
my friend who I all I the only people I hang out with are like people in our world, coaches, healers. Uh-huh. And so one of my friends the other day, I was sharing with her some of the challenges that we bumped into. And she said, well, it's like, you guys just both jumped into the deep end of the swimming pool right away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like we just were really into all these concepts and we kind of shared a lot really fast. And I, I wouldn't say it's like good, bad, right, wrong, but there was a, there were a few things that we need to kind of work out and some agreements that we needed to create and, mm-hmm. you know, all the conscious relationship principles that we, that we know we had to really practice them. <laughs> Boy, that was some test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's the most connected I've ever been to someone. And we have a really, we have a really beautiful, strong connection. Like it feels like a soul connection. Oh, so that, you know, everything happens for a reason and in its own spiritual timing. Yeah, t- absolutely. And, you know, when I think of the story and everything that had to happen in order to bring this bring us together you can't plan this stuff right so we may as well just release the need the illusion of trying to control and believe me I tried to control during this breakup I was like this we're gonna get back together and it's gonna be great and I'm like no God was like "Uh uh-uh honey it's not happening (laughs) but now it's much more aligned really that's good yeah yeah it's funny because you know we tend to attract the same type of person in our lives Mm-hmm. Why do you think that happens? Uh, well, I think I think that happens for a few reasons. Um, I think we attract what we are. So even if we move on to someone else, if we haven't done the healing work, so if I had moved on really quickly after this breakup and not looked at myself and like, how did I contribute to this kind of not working within myself, then I think I would attract a similar person in a different body. But I did, I know this. So as much as I can, I worked with my coaches and I did therapy and I really looked at, okay, what was my part in this so that I can shift to attract a different type of person. But I think if we're not, we don't know these things, we'll just move on to the next. And then the same thing happens. And then we move on to the next. And then that's when people call me at some point because they say, what is happening? I keep attracting the same person in a different body. Can you please help me? And I absolutely can help you because it's just, it's what happens until we become aware of our patterns and programs and and the subconscious beliefs. And and then we can start to shift them and then our outer world will start to match the shifts. So, you know, speaking about uh, subconscious beliefs, you know, when it uh, comes to relationships, how do we develop these? And um, I guess, how do they actually play out in relationships? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So basically, between the ages of zero and seven, we decide our beliefs about the world. So we're like little sponges, brand new in the world, trying to figure this whole thing out. And we go off of experiences that we have in life. Some of them may be, you know, quote, unquote, traumatic, It, it really depends on your definition of the word trauma. But I think there can be trauma with a little t and trauma with a big t. Mm-hmm. And anything I believe, like anything that's traumatic, is just something that impacts us really strongly in a, in a way that gives us a negative emotion. So even if you have really loving parents that meet your needs, you know, most of the time, none of us really get through life without having some sort of impact from our environment. And so for me as a little girl, like I developed these beliefs that you know, I have to be perfect to be lovable and that I'm not enough. And, and these came from different experiences that I had as a kid, um, some in my family, some in school. And I, I uncovered them all from working with an expert on the subconscious. Mm. And, and that's where I saw them playing out in my relationships because I would attract these narcissistic guys or people that were unavailable. And I would just, they would mirror back my belief. I have to be perfect. I'm not enough. Wow. Yeah. Well, a lot of it has to do with, you know, children. And I always, I always tell my clients that have like little ones that you you need to be as positive as you can with that child. Because Mm -hmm. if you tell them, you know, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're fat, you're whatever, it plants that little, little seed in the subconscious mind. And then that seed begins to grow. 
And then they grow up thinking that they're ugly, they're, they'll never amount to anything. And that's the pity of it is because this shouldn't have been that seed to begin with. Yes, Barbara, that's <laughs> such a good way to explain it. And another thing I tell, I tell parents too, is that the way you speak to your children becomes their inner voice. Mm-hmm. So, as like you said, you know, none of us are going to be perfect and do this perfectly. That's not possible. But, but as often as possible, plant those seeds that they're like the most amazing, beautiful, courageous being, and that they can create and be whatever they want in this world because that will grow and they'll be able to operate from that level of consciousness. And they won't have to grow up and do so much therapy and coaching like. <laughs> most of us have had to do hey i know (laughs) my mother would always tell me whenever i saw spirit or heard voiceless voices it was your imagination and let me tell you it took me forever to clear that one (laughs) (laughs) i know it wasn't but still that was in my head it was your imagination why are you doing this you know stop it you you know who are you talking to oh and it was like and then you know you tell yourself well gee maybe i'm crazy you know, then I didn't know, was I crazy? Was I not crazy? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, it's so, uh-huh. it's so, so true. And the thing is like our parents did the best they could with what they knew, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they carry down the patterns and programs from their parents, from their parents, from past generations. So everyone's doing the best they can, but, but yeah, my, my mom is like very, very critical of herself. And mm-hmm. so my, my tendency is to be super, super critical of myself. And then I notice and I try to shift it, but, you know, similar to you, I used to see things in the dark and I would like, mm-hmm. and my parents would say like, there's nothing there. And I'm like, pretty sure there is. There is. <laughs> there's, there is. <laughs> there <wasn't. Talking> to me. <laughs> it touched me. I feel it. <laughs> my mother would say it's your imagination it's your imagination (laughs) right so yeah it's crazy so yeah so so you you started now shifting that pattern yes and you know it's a practice right because my go-to is like the critical inner voice that's my go-to and then I'll catch it and I'll flip it as quickly as I can and the more we do that the more we build new wiring and it's a little bit more easy Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to be really mindful about what comes out of my mouth in terms of criticizing myself, even if it's in my head, I'm like, okay, it's not out of my mouth, you know, (laughs) Uh, but I used to think it was really funny to kind of make fun of myself and use self-deprecating humor. And and I don't do that anymore because I know how powerful our words are. I always tell everyone, you know, what comes out of your mouth, you have to be careful because once it comes out, goes into the universe you cannot take it back and all the sorry and I feel bad all that in the world you know that's not really gonna help much because it's out there so yeah yeah how we speak to ourselves and how we speak to others is so important so So, very important so important and that's another piece of the work that I do because a, a challenge that I've had in my life is you know recreating the generational patterns I'll like react sometimes in my relationships because that's what I witnessed as a kid. My parents would react, especially my mom and be really loud and scary. And it's so interesting because I've done so much work within myself, but sometimes if, if something happens, it just hits a certain wound. Oh yeah. I still react. And I'm like, Oh, so one of the things that I help my clients with (laughs) is identifying those trigger points and and those wounds so that they can decrease their reactivity because you're absolutely right when we say things there's an impact and and we can repair and we can do a lot of healing around it but wouldn't it be nice to not say it in the first place I know (laughs) hey I make mistakes too sometimes I tell him things that I shouldn't but and then I say, gee, why did you tell him that? Yeah. But then I think back and, and it's, it's somewhat a little bit of my mom. Oh, yes. And it, yeah. like, it's interesting because I even noticed the other day, the exact words my mom would say will come out of my, and I'm like, oh, like what? I, don't, I didn't even think of that word. It was, it's like in our memory and our subconscious, like just programmed. And so you can absolutely shift it, but it, this is why generational patterns keep repeating because mm-hmm. if we don't become conscious of the pattern, it will just continue. Oh yeah. It goes on and on and on until finally someone 
severs those spiritual cords to it. Yes, and that's me and you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think I'm still severing cords, but you know, it's, yeah. I think we're constantly shedding. Absolutely. Yeah, because sure. then then that allows us to still grow, even though we say, "Gee, I understand." You know, or you know, hello. Don't you think you know I've had enough of this? <laughs> it's not. It just hits you again. You know, and you say, "Gee, whiz, I don't understand." But uh, you know, we need to go inside and and figure out what is it that is still bothering us, right? Like, and that's the that's the confronting question, right? It's like, what is it within me that's contributing to this dynamic? Because you know, like you said, we can't control anyone, we can't control other people, but we can, we can work on ourselves and do our own healing. And then from there, it will shift the dynamic. So I, I, I believe our, our, they are for me. And I, I've done such a good job at like shifting the relationships in my life and how I, how I interact and my friend circle and everything is so aligned. And then I get on the phone with like my mom or my dad sometimes. And I'm like, I act the same way I did when I was like a kid. Yeah. I'm like, crazy. my Lord, there's more layers, more healing to happen. I, I think in this lifetime, we, of course, we're constantly healing. But in my heart, I don't feel that we completely heal. I think we come back and we heal more. And maybe one day we won't be back and we won't have to go through this again. But yeah. I know I've, for myself, I think I've been through this quite many times. Yeah, like karmic, karmic lessons. Mm -hmm. and, and I keep on saying, God, I think I've done this time. Could you please give me a break? <laughs> God, I got it. I got it. I get it. Uh-huh. And then he hits me with something and then evidently I don't have it. <laughs> I know it's like a new layer, another layer, another layer. And I have a lot of really amazing, beautiful clients. And so many times they say to me, you know, I, I have so much healing to do and I want to wait until I do my healing to have a relationship. And I'm like, well, I hear you, but I don't think we're ever going to get it all done, you know, unless we're Jesus or Buddha on a mountaintop, like we're here on the planet and things are going to push our buttons. So, you know, be careful of, of thinking that I, I need to be totally healed before I enter into a relationship or I need to have this amount of money before I do this, this, and this. It's like life is right here, right now. Mm -hmm. And it's, we're all evolving and growing. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. And just like, how can we, how can we choose again? How can we align with what we want to create? You know, you can always choose again. So, well, that's it. And I always say, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So why not just go for it today? Yeah. And, and really just be present to what is working in your life and, and gratitude. And I know you're a big proponent of gratitude. Oh yeah. Every yeah. morning I wake up and I say, thank you for the fact that I'm able to get out of my bed. I'm able to open my eyes and go have a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah. And breathe. I mean, <laughs> which we take for granted, you know, our breathing, you know, sure. because it just, it's just there and just happens. But um, yeah, I'm very grateful for a lot of things, believe me. So, yeah. I, you know, talking about like relationships, <laughs> I know this may be a really out there question, but do you feel that you can find a dream partner, somebody that you really want in your life? I know it's crazy. You know what I believe after 40 years on this planet, <laughs> I believe that you create it. Okay. You do. Um, but, you know, there's other things that come into play, right? Like, I really do think, you know, certain people come into your life at certain times for a certain reason. And I think they say in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, like, it's a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And we never know. But I really believe that that you can consciously create what you desire. So you can create that, that partnership in a way that you want to, you know, but what you need is is a shared vision and, and, a sh and shared tools and skills. And you need to know how to navigate through conflict and challenges and come back to connection and all of these things. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think some people have that experience where they just meet somebody and it's the one, and maybe you have that experience. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I, I did tell him next go about I'm done. So. <laughs> 
I says, we've been together for a few lifetimes. I think we're done now. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know. And, and I was saying, I was actually asking this question to someone the other day. Oh, I, my other question is, do you, now I'm interviewing you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Do you think like, is it possible to meet somebody and not really be attracted and then it can grow because I've never had that experience, but I've heard other people have had it. So I have. Oh, it's so interesting. It yeah. was a blind date. I did not like him. <laughs> <laughs> we met, we got married in 69. We met in 64 or 65. I believe it was. Okay. Didn't like him. And came home and my mom said, well, how did it go? I says, yeah, you know, I don't really like him. I says, but you know, it's really weird because again, that intuition, I said, I don't know. I think I may marry him. She says, I mean, well, how can you marry him if you don't like him? I said, I, I don't know, but it's weird. <laughs> oh, Barbara. So, yeah. So, you know, we were back and forth um, chatting and then we just broke up uh, for six months and um, he called me back one day and he said, would you like to go to the world, uh, World's Fair? This was out in um, Queens. This is a very long time ago. <laughs> and so I figured, ah, yeah, why not? Even though my, so then my mother says to me, but you, you never liked him. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'll just go. And then something happened. Mm -hmm. Then it was, all right, I don't, I don't really like him, but I do like him. Yeah it was it was strange and then it evolved over like three years that's so interesting yeah so oh, yeah wow. it was weird but yet I had that feeling he was the one even though you know I, I never dated him again you know until a few months later that's but, yeah. so interesting I love yeah, that. yeah. It's, it's just so it's weird but um it yeah is. and I I don't think I don't know. I don't think we have a lot of control over the timing of these things either. No, I feel like it's sort of written, but I do think you can, you can maybe speed up the time. So like, if you're, if you're going to, if a relationship ends, like what just happened with me, I could have swam around in that heartache for a good year. I've done it before, <laughs> like, but I told myself, okay, if this isn't aligned, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to sit with the pain. I'm going to feel it because I want to move through this and integrate it so that I can have what I desire. So I think we can sort of shift within our own selves and align with, with different opportunities. But yeah, like, well, like with the person that I'm with now, I mean, I, I, it's funny you said that about your husband, because I was sort of looking at him at the party and I was like, is he cute? Like, I don't know. And I was so heartbroken that I couldn't even really like look in that way. Mm -hmm. But now I think about all the things that we've experienced in the last few months. And I think, isn't that so funny how it all started out like that? Yeah. I think it's, it's just to maybe give us more of an awareness mm -hmm. to one another. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as, as soon as we started talking, I felt like this magnetic pull. Mm. I was like, oh, and in the, in the past that hasn't gone well for me. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know about this, but I'm like, I guess I'll, I'll give it a shot. But because he's done a lot of work on himself and he, he kind of knows how to navigate because he's done a lot of work, it's working. It's working. So yeah. it's like, um, you could say it's sort of finding balance between your own needs and his needs. Right. Absolutely. And we both are really intense and really deep and very emotional. And I told him, I'm like, that could be really great or not at all good. At all. <laughs> yeah. That could be. Yeah. That. Yeah. So we've had to learn how to navigate the not at all good moments. And it's really, it's a lot of learning, but I feel the expansion and I'm really grateful for, for this. Wow. That's, um, that's some story. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just amazing to hear both of you, you know, are, are having challenges, and then now you, you meet up. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, we really connected over so badly wanting our previous relationships to work and putting the work in and just our partners weren't able to meet us there. And so we had that common ground. And, you know, it's just really interesting how life works. 
It sure is. Let me tell you. <laughs> really well, up, I just want to just ask you a question just out of the blue. Um, what, like, what do you tell somebody that really has really heart, you know, their heart is just aching um, because, you know, they've been with somebody for a few years and then he, he or she decides to leave. Uh, well, huh, I say, this is what one of my coach said to me <clears throat> when I was in my recent heartbreak. And, and I say this, you know, some of the things that we're asked to walk through in this life, I don't really understand mm-hmm. why, you know, and I feel like with our human minds, we can't totally comprehend, but for whatever reason, this is here in this moment. And we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but it's what's here now. So how can we milk this for all it's worth? Like, how can we learn what we need to learn, do our healing, show up for ourselves, love ourselves in those moments where we feel so much pain, so much darkness, so much hurt, because those are the moments where transformation can really truly happen. Like your life can change completely the trajectory, you know, in those moments where you're on your knees, like on the ground, just done. And how many books start like that, right? Like I was on my knees crying in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the truth. You know, but some people, some women or men, they actually don't get over it though. Mm, Yeah, I used to be one. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) I, I, I I make this joke that I used to be like, I would hold on to the very last second. So if you picture me like hanging off a cliff with like one hand and my rest uh-huh. of my body is hanging off and I have one finger holding on, like I'll still be holding on with that one finger. That's who I used to be. Okay. But what I've learned is like to try to go against the flow of life is very painful, right? And there's this quote, <laughs> and I don't even know who it's from, but it says, let go or be dragged. Yes. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's the truth. And it is because, you know, and that goes back to the whole, like, we can't guarantee anything. The only thing we can guarantee is that we're going to be with ourselves for our whole lives. So why don't we make sure that our relationship with ourselves is the most beautiful, loving, nurturing relationship that we have? Because we've got ourselves. Like, if he leaves, he leaves. If she leaves, she leaves. Like, it's not great, but... I believe we're our own soulmate, actually. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe that too. Because you know, we 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 need to truly develop a relationship with ourselves, and to love us ourselves. And again, like we spoke before, find that happiness and that joy, and and yeah. and everything else. Otherwise, how can you finally find that in in someone else? You can't. And it's like this dog chasing its tail situation. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, just, you just can't, you're not going to get it from someone else. And, and, you know, it's really great when our partner's doing everything we like and showing up and we're like, oh, great. They're, they're making me happy. But what about those moments where, you know, they're having a bad day or they're in their own stuff and they, they can't show up. And then we're thrown into, you know, an emotion around that. And so that's where it's like, okay, you know, you can totally receive love and beauty and all the amazing things from your partner, but there's going to be moments where they're human. Yes. They're not going to be perfect. And so what do we do then? We, we need to get it from within ourselves. Yeah. Well, they don't listen when you ask to please vacuum or do the dishes. <laughs> and, oh, they have a deaf ear, but they'll hear a little whisper, but they won't hear us. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny, Barbara, because- uh-huh. Years ago, I was in therapy with my boyfriend years ago. I was like 27 or something. And we were arguing about Swiffering, Swiffering. (laughs) And we we got a dog and he promised me, okay, if we get a dog, he's going to Swiffer every day. And so I said, okay, that's the deal. And I guess you know what happened. He didn't Swiffer every day, Mm -hmm. right? And so we're in therapy talking about the Swiffering. And my therapist is like, you know, it's not about the Swiffering. And I said, no, it is. It really is. She said, no, it's, it's much deeper than that. And at the time I was like, what is she talking about? It's the mm-hmm. He's not doing what he said he was going to do. Right. But that's the surface of the issue, but the deeper roots are what we want to get to. And that's what I work on with my clients. Like, you know, we can stay all day in the surface of the problem. Like he's not vacuuming. She's not 
doing this, whatever. But if we don't get to the root of it, we're going to just keep creating, you know, similar dynamics. So that's where we can have our freedom if we go a little deeper and do some healing around that. So do you think then I should vacuum? <laughs> do the dishes even though I've asked? <laughs> you know what I would ask you, Barbara? I would say, what do you, what's your interpretation? Like, what are you making it mean that he doesn't vacuum? <laughs> All I know is he doesn't hear. <laughs> he doesn't hear me. <laughs> he doesn't hear sometimes and I tell him hmm maybe we need a hearing aid but he says no I don't need a hearing aid <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want to hear you ask in the vacuum <laughs> exactly See, I know they don't they don't want to hear they only hear what they want to hear <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's you know it's quite a journey being in relationship with somebody like it really truly is I know I mean we've known each other we're married 52 years and we know each other 56 Mm. Like, like my almost my whole life <laughs> a lifetime and lifetime so much learning can happen and yeah I mean I don't pretend to to know everything about all this stuff but I just know I just have tools and techniques and things that can help with relating to other people because it's it's really interesting like I, there was a Byron Katie quote and it said something like our job is to stay in the energy of unconditional love and everyone else's job is to push our buttons. <laughs> I know. It's the truth though. Yeah. And how are we going to react and mm -hmm. what are we going to do? And because all we can control is our, our response and our reaction to it. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a challenging, it's challenging at times. As it ever. It's but I always, I always tell myself, you can control your reaction hmm. because whatever your reaction is, that's going to be the action back. Oh, and the action God. back may not be that good. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a challenge. But I had another coach tell me I, I had an issue with, with a past relationship and I wanted to go to him right away and talk to him. And she said, don't go to him in that energy. Mm -hmm. She said, take care of yourself, get regulated, do what you need to do, and then go to him and talk about it from a different energy because we can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created the problem in the first place. Yes, that's the true words. Right? <laughs> like, wow, those are really true words. I should write that down. <laughs> so it's a good one. It's yeah, good one. it sure is. Yeah, we have to always like step back and say, all right, what, you know, what is it that's making me feel this way? Mm -hmm. And then right. it may not be as important that we think it is. Oh, for sure. And the funny thing is with, with triggers, when we get triggered, we our logical thinking brain, the prefrontal cortex goes offline, right? So we can't mm -hmm. access that logic. And we're in our survival brain, like trying to survive and like everyone's against me and da, 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 whatever our beliefs are. And then once we calm down, like, oh, we have a new perspective. Yes. It's amazing how that works. Believe me. Yeah. Like, it wasn't oh my gosh it wasn't the end of the world it yeah. actually and, and what was there for me to learn and that's all we can do right we're here in the school of life learning every day <laughs> and that's what life is all about you know it's about shedding learning growing and having the courage to do so yeah life is our teacher that's, yep, for, that's sure. for sure so where can my listeners get a hold of you <laughs> i would love to connect with your listeners so yes. There's a few different ways. I am on Instagram as Coach Jess Hendrick. And if anybody's listening and you'd like to book a consult call with me, there's a link to book a free consult. I would love to connect with you. I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I work with couples. So I would love to support you in any possible way. I'm also um, on my YouTube, which is Jess Hendrick. And then I have my website, jesshendrick.com. So there's all the links on there. If anybody wants to, to book a call or just get some more information, I would love to connect with you. So, so it's not Jessica, it's Jess, J-E-S-S. -S. Jess Hendrick. H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K. Yep, that's it. Dot com, Jess Hendrick com. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a pleasure, believe me. I am so happy to have you, you know, on the show. Thank I mean, you you're, you're just a, a huge... I want to say a light, a shining bright light. And, and I, I've known you for so many years. And every time we speak, 
the light gets brighter and brighter. <laughs> so <laughs> that means so much coming from you because I see you in that exact same way. You're just, and even, you know, back 15 years ago when you were speaking and, and really owning your gifts and, and to see you now with your show and your book. And it's just so beautiful. So thank beautiful. It's an honor. It's an honor to be your friend in, in your life. Well, thank you so much. And same here. And um, again, your website is Jess, J-E-S-S Hendrick, H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K.com. So look her up because believe me, she is really a good coach. <laughs> you got it, sweetie. All righty. So, um, <clears throat> well, this is the end of the show for now. And um, again, thank you so much for listening. And I would like to leave you with these words. You know, my purpose is to help you overcome your challenges and to encourage healing and your success. So nurture and honor your dreams and desires so that you are able to manifest them. You know, you can't build a story of success if you give up. And the world is full of people who gave up. And the world needs hope. That's right. The world needs hope. So stand up and fight through your challenging moments and allow yourself to shine through the dark times and to be the difference in an indifferent world. So just trust and believe in yourself. And I hope that you enjoyed my podcast and my guest, Jessica Hendricks, and heard what you needed to hear. So please visit me at motivateyourlife.net and visit my YouTube channel, Barbara Savin, for grounding, sleep, relaxation, meditations, and so much more. And I would love to hear from you. So email me at barbaraesavin at aol.com. It's Barbara E. Saban at AOL.com. And again, visit my website, motivateyourlife.net. And visit Jess's website, jesshendricks.com. So have a beautiful week filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara. <laughs>